Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, November 30th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court rejects another election lawsuit. New York City reopens some public schools. Los Angeles shuts down restaurants. COVID kills the busiest shopping day of the year. America's ranked Thanksgiving 2020 the most stressful holiday ever. Also ahead, the Pope versus Donald Trump. But first, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court dismissing yet another lawsuit from the Trump campaign. Republicans say election workers illegally counted at least a million absentee ballots without proper verification. The case will likely be appealed to the Supreme Court as the election controversy goes on and on. New York City Mayor de Blasio ordering New York's grammar schools to reopen despite rising infection rates. Students in the Big Apple returning to the classrooms just days after officials closed the buildings. Furious parents protested outside City Hall over the Thanksgiving Day weekend, telling de Blasio schools are the safest places for kids to avoid the virus, which is probably true. Residents in Los Angeles now barred from dining outdoors. Officials in Southern California banning restaurants from serving customers for the next three weeks. The health department in L.A. warning businesses they will have their food and liquor licenses revoked if they defy the order. The contagion hurt retail sales on Black Friday, traditionally the start of the Christmas holiday season. Traffic at shops across the USA down 52% compared to last year. Online shopping up only 20%. Sales at places like malls and department stores plummeting 80%. New survey from one poll says adults rate Thanksgiving 2020 as the most stressful holiday in history. 52% say Turkey Day caused severe anxiety because of travel, seeing relatives, and organizing dinner. One in ten refused to celebrate Thanksgiving at all. In a moment, Pope Francis criticizing President Trump. But is the pontiff correct? Right back with it. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, Pope Francis versus Donald Trump. The Pope is a good man. At least I think so. He's seriously interested in alleviating suffering and corruption around the world and uses his influence to do that. His ultimate boss must be very pleased. Jesus the Nazarene was a compassionate, practical guy who looked at the cold world with a realistic weariness. The poor will always be with us, he told his followers. With precision, Jesus spoke of ambition and achievement in one parable of the three workers given investment capital by their employer. The man who did nothing with that opportunity was scolded for squandering the gift he received. In his new book, Let Us Dream, Pope Francis also speaks of practical matters, confronting the world of COVID and directly criticizing the actions of President Trump. Having written Killing Jesus, a history book of the most famous human being who ever existed, I think the Pope may be making a significant mistake in his analysis, one that the teacher Jesus would not have made. On page two of the book, the Pope writes, quote, Think of governments having to choose in the pandemic. What matters more, to take care of people or keep the financial system going? Do we look after people or sacrifice them for the sake of the stock market? Do we put the machinery of wealth on hold knowing people will suffer, yet that way we save lives? In some cases, governments have tried to protect the economy first, maybe because they didn't understand the magnitude of the illness or because they lacked the resources. Those governments have mortgaged their people, unquote. That is quite the indictment by Pope Francis, and it's aimed directly at President Trump. So playing devil's advocate with his holiness, let me challenge. No country on earth has successfully eliminated COVID, and a number of nations have badly damaged their own people by ordering intense lockdowns. That is a fact. In the USA, President Trump did not want to panic the markets and create intense economic hardship. Remember, about 13 million Americans have contracted COVID. There are 330 million of us, and we're all dependent on the market economy, which slid into recession shortly after the virus hit. Pope Francis is responsible for souls, an American president for bodies. Folks have to have enough money to support themselves, and under Mr. Trump, the U.S. economy has remained resilient, while other nations have faltered. It is true that Donald Trump did not aggressively promote mask-wearing and punishing lockdowns, but the president paid a political price for those mistakes. He did not, however, mortgage his people. He protected their hard-earned assets and investments. He also successfully fast-tracked a vaccine. Pope Francis is wrong here. It is how you provide for the downtrodden that separates the saints from the sinners. Allowing all citizens opportunities to improve their lives should be the basis of judgment. Protecting folks from harm is important, as long as you don't destroy the village in the process. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I proved that message by actually writing it. Disagree? I want to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. And please consider my new book, Killing Crazy Horse. In a moment, something you might not know. 
I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Jeopardy! Record holder Ken Jennings will be the first in a series of interim hosts replacing the late Alex Trebek when the show resumes production this week. Exactly 16 years ago today, Jennings finally lost the competition after winning 74 consecutive games in a row. Here's the story. Before 2003, Jeopardy! contestants were limited to five consecutive games. At the beginning of the show's 20th season, however, rules were changed to allow participants to remain on the show as long as they continued to win. Jennings' career in quiz shows began during his time at Brigham Young University in Utah. He traveled around and ran competitions and other events for the school. His reign on Jeopardy! lasted from June 2nd until November 30th, 2004. He finally lost by confusing the company's H&R Block with FedEx. The video of Ken losing the game has been viewed 10 million times on YouTube. In total, Ken Jennings earned more than $2.5 million in less than six months. That phenomenon created a national buzz around the show that first aired on NBC back in 1964. Ratings jumped 22% when Jennings was on. So he will be the first to take Alex Trebek's place since the legendary host started running the show back in 1984. Mr. Trebek died earlier this month at the age of 80 from pancreatic cancer. And here's something else you might not know. While it may seem Jeopardy! revolves around the host and contestants, an entire crew of people work to come up with the unique questions. The show employs three dozen researchers and analysts to create the categories and clues used to stump the contestants. If you end up on Jeopardy!, please choose your words wisely. The game has three judges listening live to the participants' answers. If you pronounce something wrong or add an extra syllable, Game over, as Ken Jennings knows all too well. So Jeopardy! will continue after the legacy of Alex Trebek. In my opinion, no one can ever replace Alex. He was an American icon. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.